Hey everyone, before we get started today, I want to let you know that we are running a new contest giveaway for another $300 Amazon or Steam gift card. Now to enter, all you have to do is subscribe to the Event Hubs podcast on any podcasting service, and then follow Catalyst and myself, Velociraptor, on Twitter, tweet at either one of us with a screenshot showing that you've subbed, along with a quick note sharing what you like most about our show, and then be sure to include the hashtag EventHubsPodcast so we can easily find you. Now this contest is open to new and already existing subscribers, so just because you've been subbed for a while doesn't mean you can't enter. And it will run from November 20th until December 18th, after which we will announce a winner. This giveaway is restricted to participants in the U.S. only. We're expecting a balance update for Street Fighter V in the not-too-distant future, and so Catalyst and I are listing off 10 changes we'd each like to see for Season 5 on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Perfect! Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going? Uh, This is the first time I'm doing this podcast as a 31-year-old. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday. Just happened the other day. What did you do for your birthday? We went to a speakeasy in this local pizza place. But the speakeasy is uh, it's it's like it's kind of fun because it's hidden behind this bookshelf Mm -hmm. and you have to actually make these reservations for it. Meet under the white elk. There's like a white elk statue and you text someone and they come out and get you and take you to the back. So it's not a super big secret, but it it is like a little adventure. Then you have your friends come in like, oh, I have to come out and get you. You know, I'll send somebody for you to come back to the back and have our own little speakeasy and like a fire pit back there. And that was really fun. And then... The better part of the night is we went home and played a whole bunch of One Night Werewolf. Ooh, that's really good. I've I've actually been playing that with my uh, three-year-old daughter. Uh, she actually just turned four, so let me. You're shout teaching that out. your three-year-old how to lie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, but she can't lie. Like, well, you know, we'll ask her questions and whatnot. We'll be like, "Are you the werewolf?" And she'll say, "Yeah." <laughs> it's so funny. So we have her as like a wild card and whatnot into the into the mix. It's it's pretty awesome. So that's fun. Yeah. It's like, well, my entire theory about what's going on could be this, but we're playing with wild cards, so maybe none of it holds up. Exactly. It's actually really cool, and she likes to play too. Like, it's it's pretty funny. So, but I will say that uh, you mentioned your age there earlier. And you're going to get to the point where you're so old like me, where you will never say your age. Like people could be torturing you like, hey, you know, and you'll be like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not I got it, so. I got carded last night. I went out for uh, for Mexican food and I got carded. That hasn't happened to me in a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the top 10 list. What are we talking about here? Let's go top 10. Um, so I want to get us started here and mention that right off the bat, uh, Akuma and Rashid, who would definitely be our number ones and number twos here. We have talked about them so much uh, and we're going to avoid doing that because we want to keep our list like fresh and, and kind of different. Uh, it's There's kind of no point in hitting those characters. So if you're wondering where they're at, they would be there, but they're, we're going to make them an honorable mention this time. Oh, Akuma and Rashid are like two, three of my list yeah well there it is <laughs> no i'm um, totally kidding wow you didn't believe me for a second no, like no. i'm glad that you have such faith in me as one of your employees right on cool yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh so let's get into it actually uh go ahead and you get us started here what's your number 10 Okay, so the before we get it started, I, I do want to say that when I was making this list, first of all, without Akuma and Rashid, it's freaking hard because the game is not terrible like where it's at right now as far as the balance goes. There's certainly some tidying up. 
Um, but there are a lot of different ways to go about that. Some of it mechanical, some of it like if you do this, then you won't do that and vice versa. Um, and so when you're trying to figure out what you want to do for specifically for like 10 uh, different moves and 10 different characters, I don't know if I have some overlap. I don't. Um, but it, it gets a little dicey. So what I did was part of this, I paid attention to what my personal experiences are and what I know I want when I play the kind of moves where I go, that was fair, and I get particularly frustrated and think about on the regular. Um, I'm going to try to include those, but I also am trying to take like a, an idea of what the community is feeling right now, the kind of characters and things that they're you know, that you're seeing more complaints about, and take that into account and do some of the changes based on that as well. So uh, I have ordered it from 10 to 1, 10 being like my least urgent and then one being like the most but even that feels too strong like all of these are kind of just things that popped into my head but i'm not going to lose sleep if, if it doesn't happen just the way that i'm saying here so with all of that established um number 10 is uh something that i've talked about before and i have eased up the gas a little bit which is why it's all the way up at number 10 on my list of things that i'd want to change but i still have a problem with g's flip kick okay. the reason is because um, as, a, as a poke, as a control of the horizontal space, it's fine, it's, it's punishable appropriately, and it's similar to a lot of moves in that he can make it safe, which was the main thing that I was complaining about, um, where it felt like one of those trap moves. I can deal with that, I've learned that this is what Street Fighter V is going to be fine. What I don't like about it is the fact that its hitbox is like way above his head and the way, the reason that you use it is to control the horizontal, but it also very much controls the vertical. Like if you jump at him and he's doing that move because for not to try to catch you jumping, it still will catch you jumping. And so he gets a lot of bonus off of it. You know, it's basically an anti-air as you're going up and then he can follow up afterwards with juggle. It's like the payoff is just too much for something that he's not doing with intent and it's like clear that he's not doing it. It's too much of a catch-all. The animation, of course, it's going to have, you know, a hitbox above its head because it's like a, a wheel kick thing. But man, I just, it sucks when you, when you're jumping at him and uh, he's committed to that already, but he gets, you know, he tags you anyway. So hmm. that move frustrates me. Yeah, I, I don't have that up there. Um, uh, that's interesting that that is flip kick is still that big of a, a thing for you. And, and we've actually went in there with Dream King and kind of labbed that with you and kind of went over it. Um, it is a very good move, though. It's the big drawback with it is the startup on it. It is quite large. Um, mm -hmm. It's very easy to clip him while he's getting into the animation, relatively speaking, right? I say very easy for a very good move. Um, but I have noticed that, that the move does hit in kind of ways that it probably wasn't intended to, or maybe it was, but it's a little too good. So I'm actually not opposed to that one. Like, even though I think G is mostly okay, um, with some exceptions here, um, I, I I can actually see that one. Like if they reduce the the hitbox on that just a bit, I I would be okay with it. Well, and there's no doubt that they're gonna mess with him. Like he's he's discussed so much. I mean, a lot of that is us, I know, but the other people have said as much. Like he's a robbery character, and he's been very much identified by the the broad community as such. And that's kind of a no no word a little bit. They've they've definitely attended to that multiple times in the past with with past robbery characters. So I think that they will tweak something about his V trigger, maybe some more of his frame data, and you got to take all of that into account with the character. You know, so. Uh, maybe they do, maybe they fix them in other ways and it's fine. Like I wouldn't again, lose sleep over this. Um, it's interesting though. Uh, we were just talking beforehand and I figured I said to, to John, I said, I bet that since the last time we talked about this kind of a thing, you're going to have a lot more to say about G because he plays against dream King all the time. Yeah. And dream King's a G main. And he's like, 
whoops, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and not only Dream King, but I also play against Mario DB and then uh, Dankadius a lot. Like, and those those are both G players uh, among other characters, but they play G at a very high level. Um, I believe both are Ultimate Grandmasters. Um, they're really good, and mm-hmm. I mean that is it's probably the character I play against the most. And <laughs> shockingly enough, uh, outside of V Trigger One, it's it's the com- less complaints I, I I have about probably a character I play that much. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I, I I just. I see so many of his flaws that I kind of get how the character is designed. But yeah. So. Sure, sure. And because we talked about his V-Skill orb when he's in yeah, V-Trigger being yeah. way too big before. And I agree that it is, but you rarely see it in my opinion, or at least in my experiences, because the other things that you spend V-Trigger on are just so much better that he doesn't often have to go to that. He does sometimes, and it does cover the whole screen, but especially if they nerf other parts of his V-Trigger and they leave that, that might become the new G cheap thing to do, and, and then we'll be talking about that again, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has plenty of cheap stuff, but uh, but yeah, yeah, some of the other characters do, so we'll get into that. Uh, hey, actually, what's another yeah. character that has some cheap stuff that <laughs> oh, you would like to talk about? Well, actually, uh, my number 10 is a character who doesn't have enough cheap stuff, and oh, actually okay. has a uh, kind of a, a dumb thing going way against him who doesn't need it, and that's ed uh ed's exdp is 16 frames of startup uh and for a reversal um it i think it's actually the easiest ex reversal in the entire game to bait um i I haven't looked over every single character's frame data but i know like the comparable ones like with falk and urian those are both 12 frames I don't get why Capcom gave Ed a 16-frame EXDP. It's like they were punishing him for some reason. They're like, you know what? We don't really like it's, Ed, so yeah, let's just I give him this. this. This is on my list, too. It's Ed DP. It's actually at number seven, oh, so wow. I'll just bring that up right now. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. The reason it's so high is not because I give a crap about Ed, because I kind of don't, but I know that there are like 10 people out there that do, and he's one of those low-tier forever characters right now in people's minds, so... For them to pay attention to a character like Ed is, I think, an important move for them to make right now to show that they care. And um, so, and, and Ed's DP was the thing that came up because, well, one, I don't know a ton about the character, admittedly, when it comes down to the nitty gritty of frame data, especially playing as him. But um, and I'll, I'll give my, my side of it, too. But why don't you introduce the particulars of what you don't like about it or I mean, what you think it needs? That, that's a core of it because, I mean, you could go back and say that, you know, well, Urian has a charge EX headbutt, right? He has to do it. And, and Ed only has to hit two buttons or one button you know to to get his ex thing out there um but um uh falk has the same thing and hers is 12 frames and it's like literally Capcom, why did you punish ed with this like do you think he's that good do you think this character is that amazing like he had a huge range problem before where um his his you know normals into specials wouldn't connect from a lot of things and i think that's still an issue to some degree but i think that capcom has generally fixed some of that where he can actually land proper combos now he just has to be pretty much point blank to get them mm-hmm. right, uh, um, so I mean, yeah, that it's, it's kind of like I think Ed has so many issues that you could you know put out there because he's probably the worst character in the game or close enough to it. Um, most people agree with that. I mean, it's like where do you want to start? But like to me, this is the obvious one. Like this is a glaring issue. It's like why did you even give him this to begin with? Like it, if you were that afraid of it, like why didn't you change this too? Like when Falk came out, like you gave Falk a, a 12 frame thing and it's fine. Like there's no major issue with it. Like why does Ed even have this? It doesn't make any sense at all. So what would you change it to? Uh, 12 frames. Just like so everyone he would else. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, these DPs, the these reversals that are so delayed that you can do a meaty and recover in time. So you get to do a meaty and block. Uh, as... DPs, um, they become like, well, the the 
EX reversals are already a double-edged sword, and these detract from your your reward. It's like it's not a 50-50 anymore, and it still brings with it the total punish that a regular like worthwhile, in my opinion, DP has. Like these these moves are are weights, even though they they do serve a purpose for these characters and they do give them an option. It's a very bad bet for them. And um, so, and Ed, like, I get it why Ed and Falk have them, even though they're, like, two of the worst characters in the game or highly regarded as such, because they're single or simple input characters. And I think that Capcom felt like, well, because we're making them easier to play in this way, we should do something to limit them. And this was the thing they chose. And that's fine. I didn't, at the time, I wouldn't have maybe had any better advice. But I think it's pretty clear that this is not balancing that. And realistically, I don't think anyone's ever like consistently had a complaint about the input for their DP being too hard to do, and that's yeah. like affecting whether or not they're winning. Like, whatever. It's it's. Um, I I will say that in that case, I mean, again, that's taking you a few extra frames to do the motion for a DP than you know hitting one button. Yeah, but right? you buffer that in before yeah, you're. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a lot of offsets, but you know you could add like a frame or two. But again, Falk is the same command, literally the same command, and they're yeah, like, and Falk's yeah. way down there too, though. What's that? Um, Falk's way down there on the tier list yeah, too. Like exactly. she's uh, yeah. although although I, w- I want to shout outs to if he's if he's listening or she's listening. There's a there's a Falk player in my area named Clumsy, um, master ranked online and uh, been making me have to learn the Falk matchup because mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Um, I've lost a lot more than I've won, but I'm figuring it out, and uh, it's cool. Anyways, um, but these characters are low, lower tier, and it's like this isn't this isn't making them OP guys. Like we right. thought maybe it would because they have simple inputs. It's not. So for Ed, I'm like, well, the character has a lot not going for him, like you said, and uh, and I know this would help him out a little bit. I did not say to bring it down to negative twelve or uh, to twelve frames um, of startup. I said give him a DP with uh, and and I and I might say the same thing about Falk, although I, I didn't bring her up because she's kind of just part of this conversation by proxy. I'm okay with Yuri and have a crappy DP like this because he's got so much else. He made my list twice otherwise. Um, but this character is it's, it needs something, and on defense sounds like a, a big thing. I'm not sure if he's getting his combos yet because I know one of the initial problems with him were that he couldn't reach, and I think Capcom tried to uh, rectify that, but I'm not sure how effective it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know that he needs defense. And so I'm thinking, like, just make his DP, uh, like, three frames, and it's invincible from frame one. If you block it, you get the full crush counter. But if not, it's like, he's not even anti-airing with that move. Falk anti-airs with hers, but he anti-airs with different moves, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. So it's not even, like, a it, really the only purpose I've seen this move serve is to be in combos or to be a wake-up move. And it's terrible as a wake-up move. Yeah. So, yeah, make it a DP. That's what I say. Yeah, and I mean, the big thing about it is if you've labbed how to counter this, like, most characters should be able to counter it with ease. Uh, it's really easy to counter it as a wake-up move, um, unfortunately. Again, just look at the frame data, look at your fast button and kind of spam that on wake up and the ed player if they use it at all is probably going to die so yep yep all right so next up here at number nine i have alex's v trigger one and i understand that people are looking at me now and saying look why the hell are you picking on alex this is a garbage tier character and i agree I, I want to make that very clear. He's a very bad character in this game. I wrote I wrote this. Ar- this is an article form like two years ago. You're not going to escape it. People are going to murder you anyway, just so you yes. know. But yeah, go I, ahead. I, I accept it. You know, <laughs> I accept it to, to, for the greater good of Street Fighter mm-hmm. Five. That's what I'm putting myself out here for. That's what Fair I'm enough. doing. You know, keep Tell us how you want to nerf Alex. Go yeah, ahead. I understand. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, this is a two-bar V-trigger. And, and Alex does it and pretty much hopes for good things to happen, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not throwing it out there with any kind of careful thought or, or 
whatever, right? So I'd actually like to see this move to three bars because it is a damn powerful V-Trigger as it is, where he's pretty much mauling people the entire time it's going. Like, it's very good for the character. There are counters, yes, but this thing is ridiculous to the point where even Alex players are saying it's BS and that it should be changed. Like, it, it's like, yeah, this is a... It's the exact thing we talk about when we talk about a just do it move. This is it, right? The so, problem is in the way that it's good. Yes, yeah. So Capcom has toned down a lot of other just do it moves, um, uh, but this. So if they do this, it has to come with several buffs to Alex's neutral game, giving him uh, more viable normals and stuff to do throughout the match. Like he shouldn't be reliant on this thing like this shenanigan based thing it's going to give him massively uneven results uh alex players are going to be very frustrated playing them because sometimes they look amazing because they're doing this shenanigan basically that sometimes pays off and is amazing and then sometimes it doesn't go anywhere right um and this would round out his gameplay so i think that if alex players one got this nerf and then two got his neutral buff properly i think their best case scenario even with all the stuff i'm talking about is mid-tier um and i spoke actually with an alex main before the podcast uh and he said the best people should hope for is low tier uh just above garbage because like that's how capcom treats alex and i can't disagree with that because that's kind of alex's history here um yeah that's probably yeah but anyway isn't isn't alex the kind of character that you don't necessarily i mean it's weird to say this but want to be a top tier kind of character exactly they work he's very robbery he's super high damage um that is kind of his personality type and he's a grappler like grapplers traditionally when they're very high tier and maybe i have a grappler on my list who's high tier that we're going to talk about here but um (laughs) they create issues in the meta and they really rob people especially with a hardcore robbery v trigger um it's people get very frustrated with that and again i go right back to abigail and I go back to like Zangief and Street Fighter 4 and some of the versions of the game, he was extremely good and people complained about him. Like, hey, it's like, you know, uh, he's just chasing you down constantly and he's putting you in 50-50s or, you know, uh, 50-50s in his advantage, right? Um, yeah. and, and just doing all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it, it, that's a very frustrating experience for people. I uh, I didn't put Alex on my list, but he very well could have been. I, like I said, wrote an article basically saying what you're saying about his V-Trigger 1. It's like, it's not that the character's good, and I know that this is one of the few buoys that he stays afloat with, but this isn't the kind of game that I think a lot of people want to play, whether you are Alex or whether you're playing against him. And so I don't think that it, I, I think that it shouldn't be harder to get to it or, or something like that, because I don't think that fixes the problem. It just kind of, it makes it, it's like less prevalent, but you're also nerfing you know alex in that way where where he's you know he doesn't have his big tool um and and you of course you qualified it with saying well he has to have a bunch of buffs otherwise and it's like yeah but as far as this particular change goes i think like capcom really if they wanted to do it right they would change a little bit of the way the v-trigger works and it's like how like it because it's pretty close to the center of it that makes it like a robbery thing you know so it's like i don't know how they would change it and if you want to put that much time into it or if you want to just make it something that they don't choose so buff is v trigger two and kind of forget about one at this point something like that but it's not an easy fix so i mean what you're saying technically it works very much on paper i just don't think that would really help the the, the actual issue and it's funny that you brought that up because i thought about the same thing i'm like okay well you know could they make it more unsafe on block it's already negative 12 right like if you do the right. the guard break version it's plus four right like i mean but that's guard breaking right so i mean you're not mm-hmm. technically blocking it anymore i guess at that point um now the negative 12 can often leave him at a distance that he you can't easily punish at so i get that um you know maybe it always leaves him a little closer that's one way of, of changing it up but i i struggle just exactly like with what you're talking about like i would like to fundamentally change how robbery it is and i struggled with it and i'm like 
Capcom's history is that they don't like to remove moves from games. They will alter how they work a bit, like they'll tone them down or, or you know make them better or whatever, but they don't often completely change how they work. They just add other moves into the game. Um, and so that's what I struggled with. And I'm like, man, what could we really do with this? And I, I just ended up on three bars because it's like, it's something we've seen in the game that has worked. You know, it, it's a huge difference between having to fight that off for, you know, as long as that move lasts for, which is quite a, quite a long time. Um, only having to hit Alex a few more times to KO him, you know, before he gets that out, like it, it evens out quite a bit more. You know, I, I again, you look at Abigail's, you know, uh, um, one being two bars. Like now, we're we're hearing very few complaints about the character, and it works pretty much the same way as it did before. Uh, the the big difference is, you know, it's three bars. So it's just it's so grapplers are such a thing. Yeah. You know, and I think it's so important that when you are talking about balancing and and actually affecting the um the skill and the like where a grappler is going to end up on a tier list, the focus should be so much in the neutral and the way they can traverse and the and the hurdles that they have to overcome because that's where the intricate like very nuanced play is going to be. On the edges, like when a grappler's up in your face or when he's far away, he or she like it's just mostly 50/50s it's very like unnuanced kind of happenings there and you can tweak big things like the damage output versus not but that's not going to satisfy a lot of people the satisfaction of like a character being balanced especially like that has to really be in the neutral on their journey to you um, and that's where i think all the focus should be on or a lot of the focus should be on alex but cuz look how hard it is for us to ex- explore this thing that's like you know when he's in or when he's mm-hmm. doing his thing already it's it's just the character that it's not an easy archetype of a character to, to work with, but this one could use some work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny, John, that you mentioned grapplers skipping neutral. It's almost like I address that subject later on in our list, but yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see about that one. Um, but anyway, uh, who do you got next? Yeah. I got a number nine uh, and her name is Cammy. Mm. Now Cammy got hit good and hard last season. A lot of people are very happy with her. Also, all the people that jumped off the cami train once she got nerfed, uh, she did not fall below anywhere near below the viability line. You guys and girls are lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to those of you that stuck with her, right on, and your wins are much more earned, and, uh, and I can respect that. One of the things that she still gets that I don't think she needs at all is the fact that she has her three-frame super that can hit pretty much anywhere on screen, it's also you know, a, a device that you, she can use to escape the corner in certain situations, and she can combo into it from like almost anything. Why is she? Does she get a follow up after it? I don't think that Cammy should have a follow up where she gets Oki after hitting you with her super. So that's my change for number nine: is take away Cammy's ability to uh, to put pressure after landing critical art. So I know I think that Cammy mains are uh, gonna jump all over this and say, well, hey, we can be knocked out of our super like really easy, like um, and easy being relatively speaking, right? Uh, it's a very fast super. I mean, if you're mentioned. using it stupidly, yes. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, the the invincibility frames on it are basically lesser than a lot of other characters. It's kind of I think what Cammy mains will get to. Um, I actually I'm gonna go ahead and get into my Cammy nerf here. I actually have her at number four. Um, mm. and, uh, and mine is crouching medium punch, which I've talked about before. Um, I think that she needs to have the pushback on that increased, but 
I my my change is very similar to yours, where it's like cami players are not having to think nearly as much as most other characters are, and, and this kind of goes back to like her just having a lot of just really great attacks that she can kind of spam over and over again. Uh, the super is not one she can spam, but again, it's when she gets to that super, which is not overly hard for her to do um, with her you know with her V gauge and other stuff set up. Like Cami can get to super very well, and there's a lot of incentive to do it. She's just at such a huge advantage kind of overall in the game. I, I get why you went there. You know, it's yeah. it's this character is just got like a really core tool set that's very strong overall um, that fundamentally like messes her up. Uh, like I, I think like she just needs to be a much more thoughtful and, and calculated character than she is right now. And she's not. And and that's unfortunate because her history as a character has been that she like even in Street Fighter four. Um, I get that she had some wicked stuff, but like that required precision and, and timing and all this kind of stuff that you needed to have, like one frame links all up and down to to play that character. And it's just like Capcom grabbed that stuff and threw it out the window. And it's like, uh, and we're left with this like just brain. They kept the ability of the character. Yeah, yeah. we're left with this freaking complete brain dead character who's who was easily one of the the most basic characters in the entire game and, and that's really unfortunate and like it's like and she should not be this good for how brain dead she is so where i'm going with all this is that there are probably like 50 different ways that we could alter cami and, and your suggestion of a super is a good one um i i think that the crouchy medium punch thing i'm talking about here works as well um and the reason why is that Cami players, like if you watch a tournament match, even the best cami players out there, and since I've called uh, the character brain dead um, and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> I'm not going to name players who main her right now because that's like really putting people on blast. But that's how I feel, so it's what it is. Uh, it's it's those those players are all great. They could go and play another character and do just fine with those characters. That's not an issue. It's just the character is brain dead. Um, but anyway, um, you will watch them hit crouching medium punch over and over and over again, hoping for good things to happen. You know, I mean, there, mm -hmm. there's timing, there's, you know, spacing, all this kind of stuff that, that happens with it, but they don't have to use her other great normals. Like standing medium punches plus seven on hit and goes right into her crouching medium kick. That is a great move, great hitbox, all that other kind of stuff, but crouching medium punch is so amazing that they don't even have to use that. And, and it's just like, okay, let's, let's keep that, like some of the function of that move, but reduce it by making it push back further on block. And that just means that cami players just can't keep spamming it over and over and over again. They have to think about what but buttons are hitting in other places. And again, in this game, in any fighting game, the, the more that you don't have to think about something, the more your brain is free to pursue other options and go down other pathways. And it's like, and, and so you're, you're putting an easy mode onto Cami. Cami is an easy character to play. And with how good she is still, like there are not enough drawbacks to playing her um, to compensate for that. Yeah. What you said. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm pretty passionate about Cami there. I've got her at number four. Uh, you've got her at uh, number nine, but, uh, but yeah, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's your number eight? Number eight, I have got uh, Vega. This is a character uh, I used to play, and the main thing here, and we've talked about this a bit, so I'll, I'll go kind of faster, is his anti-air options I think need to be improved. Um, this is this character is a bit of a joke with how much he struggles with stopping aerial attacks compared to the rest of the cast. I want to be clear about this because he does, does have options to anti-air people, just relatively speaking, those options actually kind of stink when you, you look at the rest of the cast members. Um, Vega's V system options also pretty much stink. Like from, you know, the V reversals to V triggers to his V skill one, he's really not good compared to other fighters in that regard. He can do some stuff, but it's not great. Um, so he actually does quite well overall besides all that stuff I just named, except for those two things. And, and so you go, okay, like, 
why don't you fix those two things then? Why don't you make those two things better? And that's, again, where I go with this character. Um, I, I'm To this day, I am still not sure why he got nerfed so bad in season one and became this. Like, Vega's history in, in Street Fighter is as one of the better characters in the game. If you only played in Street Fighter 4, I understand why you might disagree with that, because he was kind of whatever in that game. But, like, Vega is known to be one of the more dominant and strong characters. Like, you kind of expect, not Akuma level, but you kind of expect him to be up there because he's just very, very, very good. SF2, and I think CVS2 he was really good, yeah, right? And, yeah. Um, Alpha? I don't know if he was good in Alpha. Yeah, I think he had moments in Alpha. He was he was at, worse solid, I think, in, in some of his um, but okay. so anyway, um, he was a mid-tier character and Capcom kept uh, intact a bunch of other characters, normals who were also strong, but they nerfed Vegas for some reason. And, and my guess is that we, that, that Capcom saw something, um, that we did not with Vega. And so characters like Nikali and can or Karen, I should say, they kept their five frame normals, but Vega's got toasted for some reason. And mm. I don't think uh, better anti or options, to be clear about this, I don't think they're going to make Vega super strong again, but they will round out a pretty bad weakness for him overall. And, and then I think if Capcom can take a look at his you know, V-Gage system stuff, like I, I think that I think he'll be a lot better, and he kind of should be better. He's a very technical character. He's hard to play, uh, and there's enough people still supporting him, even though he's pretty much garbage tier, that like, uh, it would be nice to see him restored to some semblance of, of decency. So Yeah, I didn't put him on my list. I, I just should have. I wrote an article like, a, like less than a week ago talking about his anti-air, as we brought it up, as a potential new V-skill for him. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's easily something I would do. I guess I put that more into the V-skill category as opposed to a buff or a nerf sort of a thing. But I very much agree. I think he should have an anti-air. Um, that would give him a fighting chance in a way that, you know, pretty much everyone else has. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so who do you have at uh, number eight? Also has to do with anti-airs, but in the other direction, I put, well, sort of Vega. It's actually M. Bison, but depending on who you ask. Uh, and I said that he shouldn't have his crouching jab anti-air anymore oh, yeah. uh, still. It's not breaking the game, but every so often you see it and you go, you double take and you go like, wait, ri- really? It's still there? <laughs> um, there, was, there was a meme that came out after the anti-air jabs uh, nerf that happened. I think it was after like season two or something along those lines. But Nikali kind of still had it and Bison had it, you know. <laughs> and there was like the SWAT team going through a house and there's a dude like very obviously up in like the cupboard above them and like tr- pretending to hide and they're not seeing him, but he's just like sitting right there. And it's like, you know, anti air jab nerfs and then like Nikali and M. Bison is the guy hiding up in the corner. And it was pretty funny. Uh, but it's not funny anymore. Now it's just kind of <laughs> stupid because. We're, we're actually taking the game seriously. We fixed the input lag. We fixed a lot of the issues about it. We're probably fixing a few more things now. It's like, it's getting really close. Why is that crap still here? Mm. I don't have this on my list, but now I wish I did. Like exactly, that, right? That's really good. Like, I, I forgot about that. And it's, as you say, it's not the kind of thing that... It's like dominating tournaments and all that kind of stuff. But you, this is a fundamental weakness of the characters. He's supposed to have very bad defense, and and especially against anti-air stuff. Like that is a design flaw that Capcom has baked in, and yet they ha- are 
they're offsetting that by leaving this in the game. And I know it's been nerfed before. It was even better, like previously. <laughs> and and uh, now it's it's gotten nerfed. Um, but it's it's still effective in some ranges. And I, I just, I think Capcom is going to have to lower the hitbox on it. Uh, lower Bison's hitboxes. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, well, <laughs> maybe a little bit later on here. But yeah, um, uh, this is something I 120% agree with. Uh, I previously main the character. I get it. It's um, it's not good. It's a bad look. He, he has other things that are supposed to be his anti-airs. And they require a lot more more on purpose than crouch and jab motion mm -hmm. because he's he's so good on offense like he better not have the greatest defense and it's like this is like a little bit of a, a, a like an amendment to that a little asterisk and uh i just i don't know, like it's like a mustard stain every time you see it you're like yeah. Ugh, Ugh. And it's like clean your mouth gross get out of there <laughs> So uh, here's my uh, here's my reputation, I guess, on the list. Now I'm going after another low tierish kind of character here, and I, I I just I guess I want to get blown up on Twitter even harder. Like someone already blew me up on Twitter earlier today. I guess I'm going even more for that. But I oh, have man. Blanca's <laughs> V Trigger Two uh, here at number seven, and uh -huh. this is a big time robbery V Trigger. And, and again, I'm very much against this kind of stuff. I think that robbery V triggers generally need to be isolated only kind of like grappler high damage characters where it makes sense. Uh, Blanca is not one of those characters. Um, the mix-ups and damage he gets off of this thing are really ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, his V Trigger 2 is already three bars, so it's, it's already the right idea. Like, I get that... Um, but I'd like to see the rolling cannon. That's what it's called. Like when he does his beast roll in V Trigger 2, it's called rolling cannon. I'll get the names out there. Uh, it should actually drain his meter a bit faster. Um, this is a bit wonky to explain, so bear with me here. But because the first time Blanca actually does the rolling cannon, it drains more V gauge than the second and third times he does it in a combo, right? Or like on block or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to see the second and third um, like attempts at that drain a bit more meter because this damn thing, it lasts for so long in matches. And you are dealing with it for a long, uh, it's just, it's really rough. So uh, it could do a lot of damage. And this is a lot of damage from a stray beast roll, which he can make safe or he can get like a mix up on it. All he has to do is get you to block a beast roll, which is a giant horizontal moving move. Um, and it's hard to avoid. Like you can kind of sniff it out and do some stuff to it, but it's not hard for Blanca to kind of just hit this. And then you be in mix up city, be in the blender with him having to do minimal amounts of work. It's... Yeah, it's silly. It is one of those like robbery-esque, like don't think about it and get stuff out of it. Like it takes away from the competitive validity. It feels very much like party mode. Yes. But that's but that's also what Blanca's uh, yes. supposed to be. Yes. So I don't know if you're supposed to. Because like, he's, he's kind of appropriately bad otherwise. Like he's not winning tournaments much or anything like that. Uh, and I don't have, I think he went under my radar because I don't hear complaints about him too much. I have heard this before, especially from you and, uh, and, and Majin, mm -hmm. but, uh, and, and I, I totally see it, but I don't even experience it enough. Like sometimes I'll get hit, but it won't be enough to win the round off of. And so I'll be fine with it. And I, and I beat him otherwise. And that's my own experience as an Akali player, but just, so it, it kind of goes under my radar, but I don't disagree with you in any way. Like it's, it super is just one of these wonky things. The only thing he has going for him in favor of it though, is like what I said, it's kind of just, that's Blanca. And as long as he's not winning and doing the goofy stuff, then yeah. yeah, but I don't necessarily like that myself. It's just kind of the answer I think Capcom would give. Yeah, I do like that you mentioned he's a troll character, and I agree that this move fits him like with what it is. And so I, I don't think the move needs to be heavily altered. I just want to see it toned down. Like it's like maybe you don't get as many attempts, like as many bites at the apple as you do right now. Like you get one less, you know, to, to yeah. kind of troll people out with it. Um, because again, this is like the definition of a move with minimal risk and just massive benefits that we hate. Um, 
So, uh, so again, I think he keeps that uh, because it fits him so well. Um, and if, I hate to say this, but it does remind me a bit of season two Balrog's V Trigger One, where you're blocking rush punches all day long and kind of hoping to survive and whatnot. Um, it, but the, the difference, as you mentioned, is the case that Blanca is not very good besides that. So what you have to do there is you have to buff up other areas of Blanca's game. And the main thing I hear from Blanca players is that his neutral is not very good. He has a difficult time getting in. He's a very good character once he gets in. Like those, those you know, electricity block streams and his normals and all that kind of stuff, it does quite a bit for him. Um, but he really does struggle to get in and that's kind of like his, his Hail Mary uh, is to, you know, to do his V-Trigger 2 and kind of like launch and do crazy stuff in on you. Let's make that a little bit more solid. Let's make that a little bit more earned. I get he's a troll character, but tone it down just a bit. And, you know, it might actually be solved with stuff like his V skill too. If they make that good enough, that might be a way for him to kind of fight in neutral a little bit more and knock people down or do some other stuff from a little further out with having to do like complete shenanigans to get there. Yeah. How sad were you when they revealed his V skill two not to be a watermelon drop? <laughs> I was actually sad. I will flat out own up to it because that that thing in Alpha three was amazing. Like I, I loved <laughs> how they did that. But uh, but yes. So my number seven. That's where we're at right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed's EXDP or uh, Ed DP. Yeah. yeah. Give so. give Ed a DP. Uh, so do you want to go to your number six? Oh no, then? go ahead, go ahead. You jump to number six. I'll jump to my number six. Well, my number six is uh, that pesky Urian. Not a top tier, but a damn well up there tier. And he still has a few moves that I think are um, not earned. Or like they, they have benefits that aren't well earned. So the, the first of those are his knees. The knees move. Um, it's interesting because it does have quite a bit of startup. And it's pretty close. And I can even digest if he's going to spend a bar of meter on, on EX that he gets the, the advantage there. But his other knees, um, it's awesome to DP them, which is like, that's really cool. But you have to really be <laughs> looking for that specifically and kind of not for his horizontal so that it it's a thing. But the biggest problem I have with them is how quickly they recover on whiff. Because there are some times where I will be jumping away trying to avoid the just do it specials that are coming. Because Urian's specials are so just do it. You know, whether it's the tackle, even you know, the headbutt, although it's it's pretty weak in my opinion. And then the knees, like just the fact that he could be doing any of those at any time, even though they're not necessarily ill-advised by themselves, you're juggling a lot of stuff already. And the knees come out a lot more often than I think they should, based on kind of like what they are. And it's like, if you can at least avoid them, like I'm okay with them having kind of weird, uh, uh, like more blocks done than I think they should, but that's fine. But when they whiff, if I've like jumped back and he whiffs knees, I should be able to probably hit him. You know, like I, it shouldn't be that I jump and he whiffs knees, but I was slightly late, although I still evaded it. And he's able to anti-air me with a crouching fierce punch, like get out of here with that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think whiffed knees should be more of a, um, more punishable. So I completely agree with this change. Um, it didn't make my list, but I actually think it's the right call to increase the, the um, if it whiffs, like, hey, he, he completely whiffed, like, that's his fault. Like that's completely his yeah. fault. It's on him. He should. Or be, you earn that. Yeah, you, you know, you, like yeah. I mean, that's a great move. It's it's pretty just do it. But there are counters to it, like you just outlined. So I'm fairly okay with the move. Like if this doesn't happen, I'll be all right with it. But it is also the kind of thing where it's like you you want to reward calculated play. And Urian, I agree with you, is one of the least calculated characters in the game. Um, uh, overall, like he's he's like you know in the he's got a lot of just do it. Is basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. He's and, also technical 
critical and thoughtful yes. in certain situations, but a lot of the neutral, he doesn't have to be, and he gets too much reward off of not being. Yeah. I, I, I guess with Urien is like, we've labbed that character so much that I feel fairly confident like against him, and the community has had to, right? Like He was just such a beast in season two, yeah. like where he was everywhere, so everyone put a lot of time into getting into this character. But just because they did that doesn't mean he's still not flawed. He doesn't have things that like don't need to be worked on. So again, I'm I'm totally on board with you on this one, and, and I think it's something that would be a good idea for Capcom to do. Like I don't know, another like three frames onto his whiff animation or something like that, or sure. maybe five, or and, you know, and call it a day. Like that's that just means like, and that's not really going to hurt Urian's like tier ranking or anything like that. It's just going to mean like, hey, if you mess up, I've got more of a chance to get you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so yeah. All right, so next up at number six here, I have a character I've mentioned a decent bit on the podcast. Uh, He is not very common in the tournament scene, um, but he is a character that actually still to this very day, despite how crappy he is, has quite a few fans, and that would be Fong. Uh, Some people pronounce him Fang, but Fong is how the announcer does it, so that's how I've done it, darn it. Um, But I would actually increase his poison damage from right now it's 50 to 70. Um, And I will note here that his super actually does 60 poison damage, but like his super... You're not looking for the poison damage you get off of that, right? Like you're just, that's kind of an added benefit. His super already does very well for him. Uh, So I don't really care what Capcom does with that uh, so much, right? But um, increasing the poison damage by 20 would mean that like when Fong poisons you, instead of being like, oh, that's barely an inconvenience, like who kind of cares? It's like (laughs) something hopefully you have to actually consider and say, hey, do I need to go in on this character now and start beating him up because this poison is going to really drain me? Like, and that was supposed to be, when we heard this character pitched, that was a huge part of him. That was like, this is what this character is supposed to be. And it's never been a thing. I have, to this very day, we are what, almost four years into Street Fighter V now, ever hear someone say, oh yeah, poison, oh no. Like, that's scary, actually. That's something I'm, oh, wow. And it's like, that's the whole mechanic he was based on. Why is it like a moot point? Like, it, I get they're afraid of it, but why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fong, I'm terrified of. I know that I need to just find a pro Fong player and lab some stuff and have them show me, like, all of the character's weaknesses. But right now, the character just remains an anomaly. I'm like... I win like 1% of the time against Fongs online that are like, you know, ultra diamond or above. He's just such, he's just so weird. And, um, and like I should, I think my character probably beats the crap out of that character, but I just can't for some reason, like they're just always doing the right thing to beat me or something. Um, I mean, I, I take, I take a couple games off of like Demon Crest, I think his name is, um, every so often, but man, so you're probably right. And everyone would be like, yeah, Fong got, buffs in any way everyone will be like yeah no the character needs it he's been laughably bad but uh, i'm terrified of him so uh yeah but not for me yeah and i that's a good point because i realize that, that this play style that he has can be very frustrating to some players and i think that if you make fong um a top tier character i think that the, the complaints about this character would be insane uh and i get that um, but he really sucks overall right now. He's just not a very mm-hmm. good character. Uh, so I, again, I don't think the answer is making him top tier. Uh, and, and on that note, actually, we know from Capcom, uh, back in development, he was a beast. He was one yeah. of the, he was maybe the best character in the entire game when they were initially working on him. Like, I, I think we heard the phrase, what was it? Untouchable? Something like that? Yeah. Like anyone could pick him up in the Capcom offices and play and like, they would just automatically win 10 games in a row against anybody else they wanted to is what I heard. Yeah, it's it's this is a, a very dominant character if he's done incorrectly. And it actually goes back, that was the initial article you wrote. Like, I see this character either being amazing or being terrible. And and so 
the the damage increase here I don't think is going to make or break him, but I will add that I would actually also increase his damage over time. Uh, you know, MMORPG people uh, would call that uh, DOT dot um, uh, damage over but time. Not dot damage. That's repetitive and it sounds silly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I would increase that to one point five or two x of what it is now. So you know, it actually that poison is draining a little faster, and you're actually able to you know wipe someone out a little bit faster with it um, to the point where again it's the poison has to be a factor. It has to be something where you're actually somewhat aware of it instead of, again, it's just, it's, it's an afterthought. Like literally you read the fong guides online on how to beat the character. And it's like completely ignores poison because it doesn't matter that that's yeah. literally what it says. And it's like, and it's really good advice because that's how the character beats you is by thinking the poison's actually going to do something to you when it does pretty much nothing, you know? And, and ah, so that's very frustrating to me. And it's like, that would make me want to play the character. Like that's why I was initially, initially interested. I was going to be a fong main when it, when it all was beginning, right. but like, it's not fun to poison someone because it's like, even if you get like the full, you know, two and a half minutes is what it seems like it takes to do the full amount of damage, which is like the equivalent of a medium punch. Who cares? Yeah. So, yeah. So make that mechanic worth something. And again, I'm not saying make it incredible. I'm just saying buff it up a bit because right now it's pretty much worthless. And I, it's, it's just such a non-factor. It's disappointing. So, yeah. So who do you have at number five? Number five, I don't have a character. I have a, uh, a general kind of concept that takes a handful of characters. Um, in season two, DPs became not invincible unless you use EX meter. And the punishment for a blocked DP or whiff DP was a crush counter combo. So the risk reward was very clearly stated. And it was pretty clear why. You know, because of how powerful they are and how they're, like, <laughs> in this case, like, the one answer to the offense that is Street Fighter V's kind of meta. Um, and that's fine. I, I can digest that, and we've been playing that way for a while. Uh, but they also added that crush counter, counter hit, uh, punish scenario for the non-EX DPs and the non-invincible DPs. And I don't see why. It doesn't seem like that. Uh, damage is um, is necessary for those moves because they very specifically do not have the capabilities that the EX one does. So they don't, like if for some reason I think the only character, um, and maybe Lucia if I'm not mistaken is like this as well, but Ibuki's, her DPs outside of EX do not cause her to be in a crush counter state if they don't hit or, or like when they're in recovery. But everybody else is, seems to, like, you know, Ken, Akuma, Ryu, uh, Nikali, Jury, if uh, Kami, if, if any of them whiff their regular DPs or they're punished there, it's crush counter, and I don't think that's appropriate. At first, it was like, why does Ibuki have that? She should be punishable in the same way. It's like, yeah, actually, the other ones just shouldn't. It's goofy, because every once in a while, you'll accidentally, like, get a light DP or something like that, or or your regular DP will whiff as an anti-air because of stupid Akuma's or Rashid's wonky air shenanigans or something like that and it's like those shouldn't be crush counter punishes you know there's no reason for that so i think they should all go the way of ibuki and not be punishable with crush counter unless they are invincible ex okay so now um the thing about like reuse uh dps is like his light one is throw invincible from one to three frames um his his medium is is uh, one to six invincible to mid attacks and then uh, his heavy one is is three to six invincible to um attack and projectile invincible uh two attacks and projectiles like from three to six frames it's invincible so sure. they put that crush counter on it like abuki's doesn't have any invincibility until she gets to the ex version like there's none so are you saying that that you think like 
if I'm saying to risk a crush counter in order to beat a throw is not is still not a fair trade. Okay, okay, because I mean it's it, that's interesting because I mean it does have some invincibility, and, and I mean. Y- some characters like you know i like laura for example she has like you know three frame like armor that kind of stuff uh like uh Mm -hmm. but you don't crush counter her right like but she has to spend ex to do it so there's that offset right here so it's interesting i i don't know if i agree because i think there's enough invincibility on ryu and ken and akuma and a few other characters like dps where it's fine that i mean you're still getting a full punish combo on these if you miss a dp yeah it's just you're not getting crush counter exactly i i'm it depends on the character. The characters are so stubby in this game that sometimes getting a full punish from a little ways out can be hard. And then the ability to get someone off of you in Street Fighter V is huge. Like, it is to be able to stop momentum and to have that opportunity and just reverse the flow of, of momentum, is it's absolutely gigantic. It's because the defensive options are also, like, not enough to offset the offense. I think this would buff defense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, buff defense for those characters though that's all like True. i mean it's it's you're only getting those characters and so you're only getting you know six or seven characters off the top of my head that you're touching there i actually agree with this one for capcom still like i because abuki has no invincibility at all where these other characters like it's not great invincibility it's not the ex version but it's still really good and if you make that so that the the risk reward is skewed very heavily towards these attacks we've seen that before like that was you know the fadcs in street fighter 4 before they made them uh negative on uh, block right um, like I think they were negative five, which was still hard to punish, um, but they mm-hmm. they made them less safe. And, and I mean, I just I really agreed with that change when it happened at Ultra. So I still stick with this one because as a person who lacks an invincible reversal, I know the pure hell that you live in when you have no options. Like you have no shot at reversing anything at all unless you've got super and, and that's hard it's really hard to play in those circumstances so this is one i still stick with i actually disagree with you on but but i, I see where you're coming from so spoken like a true player of a non-reversal character. <laughs> exactly it's i need to live i do need to walk in your shoes on that one because actually I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here and say that a uh, dream king and i have went back and forth uh with john on this one talking about how good it is to have you know an exdp and john has always said yes but the double-edged sword is that like you're you're killed if you do that right so we i i think we've all kind of strayed away from like you know like it's funny that we haven't played characters that have exdps and you have right like it's uh, but we all play a bunch of different characters and it's just it's interesting and i'm curious where we would end up if we had had more time with you know on the opposite end of the spectrum right sure that's always going to be true for any kind of uh you know juxtaposed players yeah so all right so next up here uh at number five i have sagat and with Sagat, I would actually increase the pushback on his Tiger shots slightly. Uh, this is a change that Guile saw in Season 3.5 of Street Fighter V, uh, but in the other direction. They nerfed the pushback on his Sonic Booms. Um, and it actually reduced his power overall a good bit. Like uh, Guile was one of the better characters um, until Season 3.5 in the entire game. And now he's around, like, you know, people have him about like 10, 15 overall, I think, pretty much since that time. Um but Sagat is supposed to be a dominant fireball user, generally one of the best in the game, if not the best. And overall, he's okay in Street Fighter V. Um, yes, he does have one of the better fireball games in Street Fighter V, but in the context of the game, it's not that great. It's like you're not seeing Sagat just able to really dominate matches with his, you know, Chuck and Plasma. That's what he does. This is that's Sagat. That is his identity as a character. And so increasing the pushback on block would mean that people have to work a little harder to get in on the character and would give him overall that that stronger fireball game that I'm I'm really hoping for, which is, in my opinion, very ideal for Street Fighter V because we don't have a lot of that in the game right now. Um 
in, in, in a game that lacks that, like that's what you that's what you buff up, right? You give people that option to play in that style. Um, and I will call. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I didn't have, or I'm sorry, I did have Sagat on my list, and I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted. I know that I, I think my buff would have been a little too much for him. I wanted to do like where his his DP reaches a little bit further in front of him, so his combo ability into it is a little bit better. Um, but I wasn't married to that, and the bigger question that kept popping up and kind of poking me was, how good do you want Sagat to be in this game? Mm-hmm. Because he was one of the characters, he's one of the OG, that character's cheap, to, like, good to the point that they're cheap, and uh, it's been a little while since he was there. I guess he was that in Vanilla uh, Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. so not that long. Um, and he was good he's... in some other versions of Street Fighter Four as well. You know, oh. I mean, it's he was up and down, but he was never that dominant character, but yes. Yeah, and he had his heavy punches in CVS two, I think it was right. Mm-hmm. So, or was it Alpha? Yeah, he's he's been really good before, and it has been frustrating for some people. So I'm wondering, like, is it better to have him around the mid tiers where he's kind of about at right now? He takes a lot of work to win with, but you're seeing more play from Bonchan, and even like um like Automatic. I watched him play at SFL, and he didn't you know get as many wins, but he did some pretty cool stuff with Sagat, and you could see the potential there. Um, I do think he could use a little bit of buff and it'd be okay, but it's like a slippery slope. You buff one, you know, thing too much, and all of a sudden, if if it, do you want Sagat as your problem character, quote unquote, like too close to the top? Um, and uh, I'm not sold that I do. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm not sure that I don't. But so I'm kind of cautious about giving him too much. I'm okay with Sagat being good because we've seen that before. And I don't want him being, you know, the top tier because I do think that's a problem in this game. Um, he's a little bit too much of a character that some of his matchups start being impossible for other characters to even win. Right. And that's where you run into a big issue. So that's why I don't want to see Sagat as top tier because his his he has a very defining playstyle where he can just mess people up so hard and, and that's that's not fun to watch i don't want to see a cigar or a zingief player have to sit there for 90 seconds in the round and then you know at you know three seconds left be able to go in and then like he's timed out as just a super loser still right like i mean that's yeah. just ugh, that's that's bad gameplay uh that's not what we want but I, I I do wish that like his fireballs just aren't good enough right now, you know. And, and that's fair. And I, I also could see the DP argument and whatnot. But that like that buffs an area of Sagat that I don't think needs to be buffed as much in this one. Um, but I also could see it working too. Like I I'm I'm not completely against it because we talk about these concepts on paper and then you actually practice with them and then you see oh yeah uh, Sagat can keep out ninety percent of the entire cast now that you've buffed his fireballs. Good job, Catalyst. You're a moron, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it's like that stuff can happen, right? So like I. Mm-hmm. I think like I like that suggestion, you know, better, but it's like, oh boy, when you actually see it in those hands. Um, but one of the things I will also bring up here is that uh, this is one of the more popular characters in the game, um, but you don't see him a lot. Like, I, I mean, this is like, this is an iconic Street Fighter character, usually up there very high in tournament usage, and he's very uncommon. And, and even Bonchan is only playing him about 50% of the time right now. Um, I, I really think, like, you know, throughout the season, like, Karen would probably be more like 70% of the time for Bonchan, and then, you know, Sagat 30. Um, but right now, we're seeing him pretty close to about 50-50. Um, but that's like, Sagat is more than this. Like, he's, he's not Akuma, but he's not entirely removed either. Like, he's a very popular character. So. You gotta give him a little more of his glory yeah exactly uh so where did you have sagat on your list i was gonna have him around 10 and i kicked him oh off. gotcha okay honorable mention gotcha yeah. all right so um next up here uh, at number three uh and i'm skipping number four here because i already mentioned that was a uh, cammy's uh crouching medium punch pushback and um 
Should I do my number four? Actually, then? yeah, you should. My, my so apologies. you don't get yes. too so. far ahead of me. So I have Kage in my number four. And I played this character when he came out for a month or two. And he's he's fun, sure. But I then also kind of didn't play Street Fighter for very much. And then when I came back, I, uh, I don't remember the combos yet. And I haven't had the drive to play him enough to get those. So that's kind of my relationship with the character. But I do remember that he was, first of all, he's regarded as pretty bad. He doesn't have very much life like Evil Ryu and such um, because that's what he is, right? But he also doesn't quite have the footsies that made it okay for Evil Ryu to have such low life. And Evil Ryu's back in Street Fighter 4. It's the main comparison I'm obviously going to make here. He was still too strong for how weak he was on, on you know, with his, with his life and such. But he was one of those kind of Akuma glass cannon sort of situations. Um, and I don't really want Evil or um, Kage to get there, but I do think he needs a little something. It would be kind of a slippery slope because you could give this character just too much offensive power or the ability to uh, begin his offensive power. And then it's just like, ugh, and he's just putting you in mix ups and it's no fun. But so, so my initial like want for the character was like, I think too much. Mm-hmm. It was to buff up his walk speed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help not only his, you know, it's going to help every single one of his poking tools, not just one. And it's really only one that I had in mind, and that's, of course, low forward. So I was speaking with my friend Isaac, who's been exploring the character as well. And he was saying, yeah, I think low forward's better because it's not so much, you know. And um, But it would certainly give him a legitimate tool in the, uh, in the neutral to use. And uh, so that's what I think I would do with the character. And, and just buffing that would help open up other options and other avenues for him, of course, as because these all work with, you know, each other. Um, but that's where I would go with him. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that. That actually feeds really closely into my number three. But for another character, um, I'm, I'm a little unsure of what to do with Kage because he's evil Ryu. He's not Ryu. And and buffing his low forward is like well that's that's Ryu like that's what Ryu should have that's not what Kage should have like Kage is like he's a high damage kind of mix up character and I think that once he gets going in that regard he's good but he has a hard time getting going like that is mm-hmm. that's a big issue with the character like very explosive so I would actually look at and this is one of the things Capcom is doing it looks like that his V skill is a dive kick um, of some type and you know um, we're gonna see what that actually does for him. Um, but his ability to get to his explosive damage a little faster, and especially with the history of of dive kicks being incredible in Street Fighter, um, that's interesting to me because that gets him that fits his motif a little bit more. Um, and, and so, but I get it because, like, I mean, his his crouching medium kick has been very good. Like in Street Fighter Four, it was a very good move. Um, and, and so I could see going with that. I'm just like I'm a little more hesitant to add that to him because it's like you don't get good neutral with evil Ryu. Like that's not what he is. Like you, you are an explosive character. It's like, you, you just don't get that. Like you're not a Kuma. You don't get every tool in the game. Damn it. So, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, fair enough. All right. So I'm um, actually, I'll go right into it now. Uh, number three, I do actually have Ryu's crouching medium kick. Uh, and yeah. this might be a change that he's already gotten. Uh, number three is very high for me. This is a very important thing. We've talked about Ryu being the poster boy of the franchise. We've discussed this quite a bit, so I'm going to you know go over it very quickly. But uh, High Fight actually put together a clip and he did note that it's it's really hard to get pixel perfect you know representation of, of everything, but it does look like Ryu's crouching medium kick has more range on it right now. Um, and, and that means that he has an easier time doing Ryu stuff 
Like it's a highly requested change within the community. Uh, most Ryu players want to see this and it gives them more effective kind of mid-range zoning options all around. Um, to me, this is not going to be a night and day change from how we've seen Ryu perform, but I think it will make him more effective overall. And again, the key thing, it makes him more effective at Ryu stuff what Ryu is, a mid-range zoning character. Like, this is something that I'm very happy to see. I'm hoping it holds up. Um, and I think it's very important to the game overall. Uh, shocker, because again, Ryu's just, he's played by so many people and the fact that he's, he sucks, you know, no, he doesn't suck. He's, he's whatever. He's, that's, that's what he is. He's kind of like a whatever character. Like, this is something that's very, very, very important to the game overall, if you ask me. Well, I take all the things that you just said and I turn it up a few notches because this ended up being my number one. Mm. Um, and it's not that I'm super personally tied to it, but in surveying the landscape and seeing how people have talked about Ryu over the years and what he's become, and he's like a joke. His He's one of the characters that's spoken of through a filter of they're so bad, it's something that I have to repeatedly acknowledge and talk about and bring up, and that it's an injustice. And uh, that that's the way people feel about it. And so because of that, and because this has become such an integral part, like this was Street Fighter Four in a very, very, very broad nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and it, it has been, you know, a big part of Street Fighter. Um, it's like the evolution from the Hadouken Shoryuken. It's like, well, once you get into like the footsies realm, this is kind of that for the, for footsies. And he needs it here like it needs to be in the in the game for multiple reasons and because of that because of what it has become and and the significance that it is of who the character is the the novelty the sentimental part of things that's why I put it at number one not because I particularly care for it and such but just a general acknowledgement yeah I um I think that I let my bias kind of shine through a little bit on my other numbers here uh but if you told me this is a number one most requested change I'd be like yeah I totally see it, and, and I, that's a really good pick for you overall. I, I think I also dialed it back because of um, uh, like how much we've talked about it and stuff. But I'm like, I'm, right. I'm afraid of all this kind of stuff. But I'm like, but you know what? Like, I really can't go against what you just said there. It's it's really valid. Uh, I think you have a great argument for that being maybe the most important change, and that's crazy. Like, it, crazy as an individual level. You know, we've we've talked about V triggers being minus on block. I mean, that's an overall change for everyone, but for an individual. Uh, I think you nailed it. It gets it gets really into the novelty and the bigger picture of Street Fighter and the way people feel. Mm-hmm. But it also has significance in just the very specifics of the frame data for one character on the roster. Yeah. And so because it checks a lot of boxes like that, um, I, you can make an argument that it's as important as we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who did you have at number three? So at number three, I had someone that I don't have a ton of problem with personally, although it would be great if she got a little bit nerfed because, hey, I... I who doesn't have a problem with Karen, you know, like kicking your butt too much, mm-hmm. but it's Karen. And it's been more motivated by the fact that I've heard so many people complain about her. And most of these complaints are probably coming from a place of they're just mad that you're losing, but it's not that you're necessarily losing to something that's overpowered. She's for me has consistently this season fallen into that category of she's really strong, but it's appropriate in pretty much every way. But the people want to see her nerfed. And so more along the lines of that kind of an acknowledgement, I have two possible answers. I wouldn't do both of these, but one is a very obvious broad thing that I think the people could perceive and it wouldn't change the character in the slightest, really. And that would be just to nerf some of the damage on her super because Mm -hmm. 
she does she does a lot of cool stuff outside of super but then she can hack and she earns so much of it right. even if sometimes it's fairly easy to earn it relatively speaking like she also earns stuff that's very hard and but then like that's cool but then when you tack on the super to the end of it and it always does a surprising amount of damage and it, it tricks james chen every single time <laughs> it's like okay well you know maybe it does a little bit too much. And if you have to acknowledge the people, this is a, probably a pretty harmless way of doing it. Maybe she has to tag people one more time, a couple of times at the end of rounds instead of just getting to be done with it all. But like, I don't like seeing Karen super win rounds. I like seeing Karen footsies win rounds. And I mean, that's just me. So that would be one change that I could give to her. And it's again, more of an acknowledgement that like, okay, we'll nerf her a little bit because you guys don't like it. Um, even if your dislike is maybe ill-founded a little bit. The other thing though if we want um, to get a little actually more... i want to oh, jump ahead. in real quick and just mention that um i i have actually a similar change i proposed for karen uh i don't have her on my list because i'm i'm a really big fan of karen uh and i don't think that the character fundamentally needs changes much like you i would just reduce her overall effectiveness like how good she is that's what i would drop and the way i would go about it is actually changing her ex damage on like her shoulder and like her ex dp those do a lot of damage in combos like you'll see punk and other and bonchan yeah. and they get so much mileage off of that like i look at her super and i go yeah like you could do that like you might even do all these things like you might go yeah her super is now down to like 330 instead of 340 damage which is it's still pretty darn good. Uh, like reuse does like 320 damage for an example. Um, mm. um, so I could see her dropping that down, but like also like the, again, her EX moves, like those hurt. Like when you see, when you see those in the middle of the match. So, so yeah, I wanted to, to note that. Yeah, that's, that's totally valid too. And I wouldn't be, uh, you know, as a non Karen player, I wouldn't be too sad to see that happen. Uh, the other one is she's got great frame traps and she, she's, She's got the horizontal lockdown arguably better than anybody else in the game. And when she gets her pressure on you, she has plenty of options. But she has a standing light kick and a throw range that work with each other just so that if she does a meaty standing light kick um, right next to you, she has pushed herself out of throw range for most of the cast. It's like not the grapplers and not bison um, and not her. But most of the cast, she does a standing light kick on wake up and you're immediately in still like this throw versus get hit by Karen in the corner mix up. And that that's pretty gnarly. So I think that maybe her throw range is a bit too good or that she should have just slightly more pushback on her standing light kick so that she's not within throw range to, to grab you there when you're not within throw range to get her. Something like that, because um, that's that's pretty strong, and I don't think she needs that to do what she does. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I would go in a different direction, and I would actually just reduce her health back down to 900. In Season 4 of the game, Capcom kind of inexplicably gave her 925 health. I get that she wasn't highly thought of in you know, Season 3, but she was still a really good character. It's not like, you know, Punk and Bonchan and everyone else who was playing her were just, you know, getting destroyed in tournament. She was still doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, oh, let's give her, you know, 25 more health. Well, we've seen that 25 health be a big deal with a number of characters, like with Balrog um, and, and, you know, uh, Urian, I think, had that. Like, it's... It's a, it matters. And especially mm-hmm. in this game, it matters. And it's like, just take that away. Like that, that's where I would go with. Um, again, I, I very much agree with nerfs to Karen. Um, she just didn't make my list because it's like, I kind of feel like the, those nerfs, um, collectively like are collectively, like they'll, they'll take care of her and kind of move her down to where she needs to be. I still think she's going to be a top tier character, but she's a top tier character that you kind of want in street fighter five. She's, she's exactly, she's based around everything that you kind of look for in a, a game. She's very well done. She's just a little too good at, at doing everything she does. 
All right, so next up, um, I have another character who is notorious, depending on who you talk to. Um, she is polarizing, to say the least. Um, some people have her around, like she's been one of the best characters in the game. Uh, currently, she is right around in the top 10 to in the teens somewhere. Uh, it's very much a mixed bag, depending on who you talk to. Uh, but you about to say Mika. I'm about to say Mika. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I think that her command throw damage um, on her, I'm going to call it her spinny command throw. Uh, it's the actually giant swing? Uh, the rainbow typhoon is what it's called. Um, okay. uh, it, it, a giant swing, I think, is what other people like refer to it as. But in the, the I think that's the actual like wrestling move. Yeah. They grab you by the legs and swing you around and yeah. toss you in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what the move is. I'm going to call it the spinny thing because that's what it is. That's but anyway, <laughs> um, this is a highly mobile grappler character. And again, I want to state this. This is a grappler. Um, she has multiple ways of getting in during a match to a degree that I don't think any other grappler has, which is why this character has been up, in my opinion, so far in the tier list for so long. She has fairly quick and powerful normals. She's sporting a five-frame medium punch, which is something most other characters in the game don't even have. And I get that that you know standing medium punch is negative two, but it's a five-frame normal. It's real damn good. She has really good normals. And when she is up in your face, you feel insane pressure that she offers from this stuff. Like, she's really good in that regard. So as such, um, I would decrease her command throw damage because when you're watching a tournament and she goes for her EX Rainbow Typhoon, um, it's almost always a shock at how much damage it, it does. And just to clarify, it does 240 damage. And I'm going to note yeah. here that 240 is more damage than any of Zangief's EX command grabs. Yes, you heard that right. I am not joking. It does more than Zangief's EX command grabs. And, and, oh, yeah. and I can tell you right off here, like Zangief does not have near the trouble, or I mean, Zangief has way more trouble, I should say, getting in than Mika does. Like it's a night and day difference when you're watching a Zangief player struggle to get inside and, and score that stuff versus a Mika player who has a V system that works very well in her favor on getting in and getting to those ranges. Well, not her V skill, but but you mean the V trigger? Yeah, a V reversal. Uh, in her and the reversal in her, sets her yeah. up too. Yeah, and, and V reversal and her V uh, trigger like the you know uh, uh, Nada uh, when she falls from the sky. Like it's a great way for her to get in and stuff. Like two very very good ways for her to get in. Well, and maybe her V skill too will be something that helps her there too. So who knows? But um, I agree. In Arizona, in the Tucson scene, I guess in the Arizona scene proper. When uh, back in season one, we knew that she did 240 damage because um, I, I at least I assume that's what we would say because whenever she hit that EX, we had a couple Mika players. Everyone would go 240 damage because the animation is pretty long. You can say it that long, and it would just hit all the harder. And and you're right, it's one of those. Uh, I remember seeing Vangief play Zangief in top eight of e the very first Evo I went to in I think 2010, and I think it was top eight. And, and from there on out, every time Zangief was on the, the big screen, um, like we saw him play and we were always surprised by how much damage his SPDs did. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's just the character does so much damage on his SPDs. You're never quite aware of how much it's going to do. It always is a little more than you expect. You figure you get used to that, but then like Snake Eyes was doing his thing for a while at Wednesday Night Fights and at Majors and it was still consistently like, wow, that did more than I thought it would. 
which means it probably does more than <laughs> it's supposed to. And that's exactly what happens with uh, Mika's spinny thing, the EX spinny thing. Yeah, it, it's it's just too much damage for for someone who's so mobile. That's like my big issue with it. If she struggled that much like Zangief does to get in, it's like, oh, okay, well, fine. You know, reward her with that, right? But the heavy version, like this is not even just the EX, the heavy version um, of, of that command grab does as much as Zangief's light SPD. And, and well, you could say, well, if, you know, heavy and light versions match, like that makes sense. Well, again, it's not making sense in the entire context of the uh, context, I should say, of the character. You have to look at everything that Mika has over Zangief, from the normals to all this other kind of stuff, and you can't give her almost Zangief level, you know, um, command grabs, and, and then more than Zangief with the EX version, right? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So. Overall, like I, I, I do get upset with some of the robbery aspects of Mika and how little she has to work compared to you know some of the other grapplers and stuff to get in those positions. But I'm not like just completely devastated overall with the character, and I'm like, ah, we've had so much time to lab her and to get good, you know, at, at that matchup because she's been so good for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just tone her down overall. Like, let's just like you know take a take this very core part of who she is as a character and and drop that down just to, like a step. Right. And then I would be pretty good. And it's like, okay, then we'll move on. Like, cause it's like, she's going to kind of end up where she ends up at that point. We've done enough lab time with her. Like it's fine. But damn, is that ever like every time on commentary, people can't be going, Oh my God, did you see how much damage that did? Like that's, that's a problem, right? Like that can't happen every time, but it does. And, and there it is. So it's interesting that a lot of this, now that we're as far as we are in the, um, like the street fighter five character balance saga, it, it's almost like we've kind of got an idea of where characters should be. So what you're saying is essentially a nerf to Mika, and Mika's not one of those like top characters that people are complaining about, but we're talking about where she probably should be on the tier list, where it makes sense for this kind of character to be as far as like the overall experience, and, uh, it, it's, and it's kind of hard to put into words, but like we're looking at like the specifics of this move where... Even though the character is still pretty, like, like, decently, you know, strong or not strong in this case, like, a lot of people would make that argument. It's like, yeah, but this move isn't doing what it should be. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting that we're on that level as opposed to looking more so, which we generally do, at the, at the character as a whole. And it's not to say we're not doing that, but some of our decisions have very clearly been, like, more informed by, by the prior than the latter. So. Yeah. So uh, who do you have at your number two? Number two is Urien again. He was number one for a while, but I decided the whole Ryu thing. Um, so Urien's back on the list at number two this time with his standing heavy punch. It's for what it does, it needs more recovery, similar to his knees. It is a just do it normal, and the, it, like it moves him back a little bit. So there have been just too many times, again, just what I was saying, the move doesn't quite function the way I think it's supposed to. And uh, its risk reward is a little bit skewed and, and not the way that it's intended. So it's like too many times I see this move coming out, I identify it and I go, okay, I'm going to hit it. But it's so just slightly different than everything else that my kind of like my brain and my reactions have been tuned to when I'm playing Street Fighter V that I'll still get counter hit because I'll be like too fast about reacting to it or mm. Or, like, it'll be in range, but then it's not because of the way it moves or something like that. And the benefit that he gets off of it, the full crush counter, it's just, it's just, the way it works is to just do it. And I think he needs to have to use a little more intent when he, uh, when he does it. So that was the one that kept coming up in my mind the most. Again, it's like, it's not, I, I wouldn't really lose sleep over any of these not happening, but I think that, um, I lose the most sleep currently over this particular move. So this is what I would personally do. 
with Urian's handshake, like uh, or stand heavy punch. It's funny because I don't have an issue with this personally with Monat, like because her normals are so good. Like you can try to throw that crap at Monat, and it's not going to do anything pretty much at all. Oh, yeah, she's not she's not worried. She's about not it. worried about it. So it's like, oh, that's not an issue, and I, and so I immediately have to check myself and go, yeah. But if I was playing someone else, I can see that still being an issue, and it's just it's a little bit too it's a little bit too just do it still. And and I do agree with you just with the reward that he gets off of it, and him being just a do it you know just do it character overall. This is one of those still you know type of attacks we've already nerfed it before. Like they probably need to hit it again, and it's just like add more recovery to it. Just say hey, you know what? It's a simple thing. You just don't get to kind of spam that out anymore. Uh, and. Damn it. Flo had this great video of the fierce into fierce combo. He's like, hey, if you, you know, if you're struggling like playing Yuri, and here's a master class guide and whatnot. And it, the <laughs> entire video for, and I think it was like four rounds straight, and it's him playing like a, a high level, like, you know, Karen player online, or, you know, it, it was like they were, they were well matched, right? And it, I swear 90% of the video is him hitting uh, Stan Heavy Punch. And this is and just getting crush counts. Yeah, and, and, and he, <laughs> he's just and he wins and he wins. He he kicks the crap out of the Karen player. It's ridiculous. And, and I mean that's season two Urian, so I get it. But that is again how dominant this move was, and the fact that we're still talking about it even after it's been nerfed. It's like yeah, I can see that being a thing. It's just a little bit too good. So add another three frames of recovery onto it. Just make it like, mm -hmm. hey, you know what? Do this with a little bit freaking more intent, especially as a Urian player. Like, again, just do it. Characters really need to have their butts handed to them with some of these patch notes. Like, that is one of the big complaints about Street Fighter V. And, and I think, again, overall, it's a character we haven't even talked about, and I know we would have talked about him previously, is Birdie. Like, Birdie was a yeah. hardcore just-do-it character. Capcom put care and attention into him. And overall, uh, there's probably some stuff I'd change overall with Birdie, but it's not much. It's not It's not enough to even make either of our list, and we both talked about that character in the past. I thought about him, too, because yep. he, he still strikes me as like, oh, there's got to be something from Birdie. But then as I go through it, I, no, I think he's he's, he's pretty okay. Yeah, he, it's, um, he might be like if you nerf everyone else and you keep Birdie intact, he's probably going to be too good, right? So like that's like kind of where I would go with him, like you know, dropping everyone down to the top 10. But it's like, no, that's it's good. And, and so that shows Capcom can do this, and it shows they're aware of it, too. Um, he, again, was a hardcore just-do-it character, and he's no longer that way. You know, it's a... He, to, to a high degree, right? But I still agree with you where Urian is. So, yeah, and, and again with the Urian thing, like if they didn't, I don't think it's breaking the game. But if you want to make the game look a little bit better, this is a nice way to do yeah. it. So speaking of just do it characters, my number one character is one of my former mains, and that would be Bison. And mm. um, this is a character right now who is a a top five fighter in this game. And I, he is supposed to be balanced by a slow walk speed, but he is also one of the most mobile characters in the entire game. Like, he can get on screen kind of like where he wants to, when he wants to. It's not overly hard. His, um, his dashing is great. Um, the, the invincibility on his, you know, um, EX uh, Devil's Reverse is amazing. Um, so he can kind of maneuver himself where he needs to go. So uh, to get right to it and cut to the chase, I would make his scissor kicks all an additional negative two frames on block. Um, because this guy has absolutely relentless pressure, and so often he kind of backs himself up to a spot after he's done all of his normals and other things like that where an, uh, a, a scissor kick is coming. And, and mm -hmm. that scissor kick is so often spaced just right and just so well that it's very hard to get Bison kind of off of you, where that should be the definitive end of his pressure. Um, and, and I think it was kind of designed that way. I don't think that is the case in reality. Again, we talk about on paper versus like what people are doing, and you are seeing Bison just kind of go on and on and on with this pressure. And very often it's kind of, it, it can end with that scissor kick, but if he does it really well, it's not 
ending well enough. It's not a definitive, oh, it's my turn now kind of thing. Um, yeah. he's, he's still able to hold on to it. So, look, I main this guy for a while. I'll flat out say he does not take that much skill to use and to mess people up with. Um, you can do a lot of hitting buttons with this guy and win with him. It's just that's a flat out fact. It's him. It's Cami. It's Nikali. Um, those are the two, those are the three characters I should say that have that going in their favor. Um, I'm not saying he takes no skill to use. I look at Problem X. I look at Toy. Um, I look at a number of other Bison players, and I go, "Look, hot dogs going crazy yes, right now." Yeah, and I'm not saying, "Look, oh, you know, just you know." Pick Bison and win Evo. That is not the case. But what is the case is I'm saying the skill required to play them is less than it should be for how powerful they are. Uh, particularly again in Bison's case, because this is a top five character. This is the this is a very 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 good character right now. So if you take the scissor kicks and require more precision to make them safe, uh, um, like with the change I've mentioned here. Um, it would be actually potentially a significant nerf to Bison players who are not very skilled with the character, right? It would it would be like okay, yeah, you could do that, but like if you are not being precise with it, you're you're gonna get blown up now. And safe specials in Street Fighter Five are actually very rare. Um, and he still has plenty of ways to hit confirm into combos. He can do his mediums, all that kind of stuff. Again, it's just it's like it's just kind of turning the tables on those like very scrubby Bison players and saying, hey, look, you're not going to get away with this anymore. You have to think now if you want to keep that pressure going. Would this also go for his EX scissors? Good question. So I have a note about this one where uh, Balrog's ES rush, rush punch is a uh, um, uh, plus one on block as well, and that is what Bison's is. And with it being a charge move and with it being all that kind of stuff, I do think that if he has to commit to using the meter, I think it's fair to keep it at plus one, but I did consider making it zero on block because that is what Urian's um, EX tackle is right now. Um, that used to be, I think, plus two. Um and, and that's worked out just fine for Urien, too. Yeah. So there, there's there's a good case to be made for either one, either keeping it as is or making it zero on block. Yeah, I think that the EX scissor should be left alone because I think that's the purpose that they serve. Like, he spends the meter to get where he wants to be. And the other ones are all, like, minus, and then maybe one of them's zero, something like that, right? Uh yeah, um, all, all of them are, um, so in order, like, from heavy kick uh, on down, like, heavy kick is negative two, uh, medium kick is negative three, uh, and then light kick is negative four for Bison's uh, scissors. Okay, yeah. cool. But, yeah, like you say, you're never like, oh, it's like it's still my turn because of the distance, mm -hmm. and, and they kind of become this built-in trap, and we don't like those. I don't like those a lot. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree. That's that's just fine. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool change. Yeah, and I, I just want to note, you know, so Light Scissors would be going to negative six on block. Um, I'll remind everyone that Nash's Light Sonic Scythe, which is kind of a similar move, is actually negative seven. And, and that... Nikali's uh, uh, Slash is negative six. Yeah, exactly. It's a similar kind of thing. And it's like, that's still effective for those characters. Like, it still has a use. You just have to be, you know, calculated with it right now. And um, that's not even factoring in, like, yeah, Light Scissors are now negative six on block with this change. Like, Medium and Heavy are still much safer. Like, you, you still have those and like you can still use those if you need to right um again the whole point here is just like all right bison's a dumb character we get it like but now you have to think at least about this other aspect a little bit more you can't just throw it out willy-nilly all your combos still work but just your safe block pressure it's different now you have to be more calculated 
He'll still be all smiley and positive. Yes, of course. He's still going to do bison stuff at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's it, that's not changing. But anyway, so that wraps up our top ten list. Um, so hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to that. Uh, it was a it was an interesting you know type thing, and there, there's so much we could have went into. I'm I'm sure that John and I could like do like a hundred you know moves here, but that would be a very long podcast, and it <laughs> would take us like five weeks to research and whatnot. Uh, but this is the stuff that kind of jumped out to us the most. But um, if you guys had some stuff that you know really jumps out to you, just like ping us on twitter about it you know we're always interested to hear um or you can put it in the comments of the story we'll check it out um you know i'm sure there's stuff we miss that is you know a personal you know uh, like how, I can't believe you guys didn't mention like XYZ. Like how, how come you didn't mention that, you know, type thing. So uh, we were definitely you know interested to hear what you have to say on that. And, you know, feel free to hit us up, hit us up. Yeah. If you, if you have something like maybe, maybe we agree with you and we just missed it. Maybe we don't, but we'll, we'll probably talk about it if you throw it up, you know, and, uh, and, and say, Hey, can you discuss why you don't think this or what do you think should be done with this? We'd love to uh, investigate stuff for you. So. All right, y'all. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, It's it's been really cool to to see the the fan base out there, uh, the people hitting us up in the contest and and seeing like what they like about uh, what we do and what we don't. You know, um, some people have had some very constructive criticism out there. Uh, And it's great to read. It's kind of crazy that we, again, uh, we've got fans out there who who, like tune in every single week, you know, to to hear us talk about like, you know, the fighting game community and all that. It's wild. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say thanks out, out there to everyone listening and thank you again for, you know, your support, like keeping on like tuning in and all that. It really it's it's really awesome. It makes our days. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see you again soon.